Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. Each episode of Flawless, we someone nominates an album and we pick it apart and see why they think it's flawless and they tell us all about it. I'm joined in the studio here today by our regular co-host George. Hello. And also our special guest, special guest Vlada. How's it going? Hello, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, before we get started, did you just want to tell us a little about yourself and your musical background? And your surname. And your surname. Okay, I'll say my surname. Yep. Um, my name is Vlada Edaripuligi. Yes. So awesome. <laughs> Look, it's a mouthful. Um, it's not actually my full name as well, but I won't bore you with that because that's a nightmare. Uh, I play in a band called Major Leagues and I own a little humble comic book store in West End called Junkie Comics. And very recently, I've started writing some music for a solo project called Vladik. So, yeah, just... So, what made you pick Vladik as the sort of a solo name? Did you not just want to go with your own name or well, is there a particular reason? Um, well, Vladik is actually the name that my dad and my mum would call me. It's like a um, like a pet name. Like, a, like yeah, like the, the name that I grew up with when I was a kid. Okay. Also, I googled Vlada as a solo name when I first started and it was a Russian violinist who had like, he very much like had it all, like he had all the domains, yeah. <laughs> very like it's his thing. I just didn't want to get involved in that. Yeah, And I think I played you on 4ZZZ the other day. Oh, thank you. There That's you go. So nice. I love 4ZZZ. Cool. So yes, shout out to 4ZZZ and uh, <laughs> you have also nominated an album. So would you like to tell us what album you've nominated? Yes. So I have nominated the 2002 album by Missy Elliott called Under Construction. And would you like to tell us what brought you to this album? Well, I was thinking a lot about it before, you know, before coming on here. And, you know, naturally you have like a thousand things that come to your head. And I kind of picked the one that was at the bottom of the list for me. Not to say that this isn't an important album for me, but it's definitely like a very complicated album for me because I really didn't like it when it first came out and I've grown to absolutely love it. So I thought it might be like an interesting pick. Plus like the like the succession of Missy Elliott since like 2002, like I think I was I was 12 in 2002. So like just sort of her progression and um, it's, it's a really interesting, I find her a fascinating artist really. I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say, and I, I think this album is really interesting as well. Awesome. So you said it came out in 2002? Yes. And it was her fourth studio album at this point? Yes. Yep. And it was, and it was produced by Timberland? Yes. Very, like, I think it was very tight, like the um, collaboration mm. on this. Because he produced, like, uh, did he do all of her albums, do you know? I know I know he did Super Duper Fly when I was looking this up the other night. He did the, her first one. 
So I like it's a yeah. long-term collaboration between the two, and they've always worked together. Yeah, I, look, I, I probably should know That's this. That's okay. I don't no, know it's all right. <laughs> um, but the, I know that they've definitely like had a very close relationship for a long time as well, especially with like they 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 did a lot of stuff with Aliyah, which like this album is very interesting because it's pretty much about Aliyah mm-hmm. in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, I think they whether or not they worked together a lot in the past, they've definitely. They're very close, and you can mm. tell it in the album as well. Like it's yeah. just smooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Timberland then after this album, he teamed up with somebody. I forgot the name now, but he there was a under construction part two that he released had nothing to do with Missy Elliott at all. But he was just like, I'm I'm going to make a sequel to this album, and he just made a sequel and put it out. <laughs> and it, I don't think it did very well. Was <laughs> I had a dude? I actually yeah had yeah an idea. Oh, yeah yeah such a dude. Thing. I, yeah. I, <gasps> do you know what that is? It's like well, not the same thing. But do you guys remember that? song that came out in like mid 2000s that was like Amen that song that was just like can I sw- I can't sweat can I sweat yeah yeah, yeah, sweat, yeah. Sweat. Do it, do it. you know okay so like the song that's like fuck you you ho I don't want you back like do you remember it's like a oh, mid 90s yeah. like horrible song and then this woman just came out of nowhere and was like well I'm gonna do a reply I don't know this man yeah. <laughs> and it was actually so brilliant because he got really upset and it was like very empowering for her and I loved her version of it but so it's not exactly the same thing but I no, bet but neither of them I, lo- anything. I, li- I, li- I like the order of that one better than the order of this, this yeah, one that yeah that makes a lot yeah, more sense yeah yeah it's yeah just replying when no one's asked you to I'm mm. into it yeah. awesome <laughs> So yeah, it was released on November 12th in 2002 and it received the Grammy Award nominations for Best Rap Album and Album of the Year. So, so what makes you, what, why do you love, what do you love about this album? Oh, so many things I love. <laughs> so many things. I, I was actually re- reading a very scathing Pitchfork article about, oh, Pitchfork review about this album, Freaking which I was like, Pitchfork. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, I, it, I took it so personally as yeah. well when I was reading it. I was like, oh my my God, this is brutal. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think the thing. I think the reason why I really like this album because I feel like her stuff before, like she wrote bangers. Like she's all about the bangers. Like yep. the the three minute great hip hop, hip pop as well. Yep. It's like massive in her repertoire. But I feel like with this album, she's come out and it's like super honest. Obviously, like she's been through some serious trauma with losing a friend. Yeah. And. And I think is also like having some sort of like renaissance in hip hop and wanting to take things back. And I guess like maybe that comes with grief as well, Mm. wanting things to be that they once were, be the way that they once were. And so I think that this album, especially because it's called Under Construction as well. So it's all about her, as she says in the intro. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's about rebuilding and, you know, we we all need to self-reflect and, Mm. you know. That, that kind of thing. So I did think that intro was very nineties. Like if you, if if you were going to put out an album like that right now, you that would be your YouTube special and stuff like that. Then like you'd have Twitter videos and Facebook videos. But in the, like even in two thousand and two, you didn't have any other way to talk to people except on the albums. So it's like all right, well if I've got a message, I'm just going to stick it on the album. It's the first thing. It's going to be the intro and the outro of the album. I don't have any other way to get it to people. Yeah, I love that. How yeah. great is that? Yeah. How much easier would things be if you could just do that now? Yeah. Like, 
on your EP. But she does it eloquently. So it's not even like, it's not like she's just rambling on at the beginning and end and having some kind of self-aggrandizing, this is me being awesome. It's just actually, she has something to say. She wants to say it. And this is going to set the scene for the rest of the record. And not that it it was the case in this album, but there's a lot of albums out there that I would love a one minute intro to tell me what the album's about. (laughs) You could just come in here and tell me what you were thinking when you record this. Then I can just settle down and just go with it. So... Yeah, yeah. Bring, it good idea. bring it back. Let's, like, yeah, let's bring it back. 60 second intros on all albums. Ugh, yeah. Artists just talking straight to the mic. This is what this album's about. <laughs> I and love then at it. the end, it, thanks for listening. <laughs> well, I guess the thing that uh, as well that I really love about Missy and Missy, because we're close, because right. we're friends, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, is that she's just so unapologetic as well. So even in, like, as we were talking about with the intro, how at the beginning of, I want to say like every song on the album, how she's like, this is another Missy Elliott exclusive. This is a, a Missy Elliott exclusive. This is a misdemeanor exclusive. This is a Missy Elliott exclusive. They are all exclusives. It's They're amazing. All, <laughs> like, she didn't have to share them with anyone. Every track is an exclusive. It was great. <laughs> It's so good because you think about like all of the male rappers that are like on their album, they're like stating who they are and like, I'm here for this and yada, yada, yada. And she's just like, I'm taking this back. Like this is an exclusive and I'm owning this. It's so, I'm, I'm, I'm so into it. Like there's so many parts to this album that like, obviously the fact that she's like a female rapper talking about sex in the two thousands, like, which shouldn't sound like it's a big thing, but it was a massive thing. Mm -hmm. It was a massive thing to like hear a woman talk about like taking ownership of her body. Mm -hmm. Well, even on her first record, I remember my first interaction with Missy Elliott was the beat me 911 uh, single that came out that just had all of these scantily clad women all like dolls dancing around her in pvc and stuff like that and i was there in the in 98 and i'm older than you but in 98 i was just like oh my goodness like she's just owning this and she's not she wasn't skinny and she wasn't a light-skinned black woman and i was like oh my god she's not conforming to anything i don't understand you know as this like immature white girl from Sussex. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I watched this video and t- t- to this day, I'm, it gives me chills. So I was like, oh. bring it. it. Yeah, she's she's brought it from the beginning. Absolutely. And even just like the way that she talks about, I guess, I don't know how to say this eloquently, but like the way that she talks about money, I really like it. the way that she talks about like wealth yeah. and mm-hmm. being like a woman of color with money and yeah. with the means I find it so empowering, like mm. listening to her talk about it. What you mentioned there, it came up, I actually wrote a little note. So in Ain't That Funny, when she's talking about like the dude going, you know, like <sighs> I, I built you and you're coming with me for money and then you're flying out, you're going out and doing everything else. Then you're coming back. It was just the, equi- it was just the 2002 equivalent of Why Don't You Do Right by Peggy Lee, where she, <laughs> she's like, you just come back for money. You're just bringing me gin. You're not doing a thing. And I was listening to it just going, we've been fighting this for a long time. <laughs> oh, totally. Bills, bills, bills. Destiny's child. There you go. Like, yeah. oh, so great. So, so great. I, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I like, I think, oh God, okay. I'm really bad with my notes at the moment, but I think it's on hot when she, sorry, we're jumping all over the place here yeah. because Good. of me. Sh- should I brain this in a little bit? Yeah, no, no. No, no, go wild. Loving it. Um, so I remember yeah. 
like I was listening to I've I've listened to Hot so many times and again like this is why I'm so glad that I picked this album because it actually gave me the opportunity to sit with an album which I don't often do anymore and so I was listening to the lyrics of Hot and um <laughs> and it, I've just that one lyric which is the first lyric of the chorus I believe where she says yep loved it yeah Yeah. loved it I thought it was so great because it's like and then all she talks about is like buying boats and I'm like yeah bitch we we rich (laughs) folks we buy boats (laughs) 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 yeah that's I love that that song and that that lyric really sticks out every time it's like yeah no that's just owning it like and in a way that like people would have gone no no you can't that's not how women approach wealth and it's like no no that's how I see the dudes approaching wealth that way I'm gonna do it right here exactly the same how many rappers do you hear going on and on and on about how much like money they're spending on this or what they're yeah. doing on this? Like, yeah. Well, it, like Regulate in '94 was talking about this him being robbed and he took my rings and my Rolex and you're like, you're rapping about it. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just and that was like years before this is like, uh, you should own it. Women are treated differently when it comes to owning their body, owning their sexuality and owning their wealth and owning their power. And she's just gone, scratch that. Yeah. I'm going to write an entire record about why I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, and I'm taking it back. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, taking back ownership of this. Well, mm. I mean, like, she does that outro in Pussycat, which I <laughs> actually listen to as more of, like, a... It's like my personal hymn. <laughs> if I could like listen it, like wake up in the morning and listen to it every day. So I'm just like, okay, let's listen to this. Like, like when she talks about, um, because Pussycat is obviously like a really, like she just talks about keeping her man by like keeping him, like keeping him pleased. And that's how she's mm. keeping him. Mm. So, and then she does that outro at the end that basically is just saying like, look, men have been talking about women like this for years and you're getting mad at me for saying like for some of this like vulgar language how many times have dudes said that they're going to destroy me like it's I don't know it's and then she has an interlude straight after where she's unapologetic about it oh it's so great she's just like but what also what I love about her interludes is that she's just so like it, it is just so unapologetic but also so honest mm-hmm I'm loving all the interludes on this album. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one thing we should address, which is the amount of co- collabs with big artists yes. on mm. this. So the ones that I've got written down so far are Method Man and Ludacris, Jay-Z, Miss Jade. Uh, we've oh, got so. Beyonce, Lil Mo. Uh, and then we went on to, uh, who, who was it? We've got the dream, it, it, uh, the, da, 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 someone else. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, there's just co- collaborations with all these people, and this was came out just before Beyonce and Jay Z got together. This is, I was going to roll awesome. around to this because it's it came out in 2002, and when I looked up Beyonce's Wikipedia page because it's the source of all knowledge, mm. <laughs> it said they that 2002 was when they started being seen together. Mm. So then oh. I wasn't sure which one. I mean, this is November 2002, so I didn't know which what came first. But it's so weird that. The Beyonce collaboration, nothing out there for me, is basically about Beyonce's character staying at home and her basically looking after her man while everyone else goes out. Who, in theory, by the time this album comes out, is Jay Z, 
who was rapping four song, three songs earlier. Like, uh, is she talking about him or is she like, no, this is completely a character? Like, and I love that. I'm not sure if I love it totally, but the way Beyonce and Jay-Z have always integrated so much of their personal lives through their music as they've gone. And so then you look back at the stuff that even before people really knew that they were together and that that's what they were doing. It's like, does, is it all? Like, it just raises those questions about them. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it is interesting as well to think that, like, in this particular scenario, you know, like, oh, ain't nothing out there for me. I'm staying home with my man. Missy's like, come on, just yeah, don't, just come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Yeah. And And then I think about now, like, how Beyonce is just, like, so present and she's like the the queen i suppose of pop music and yeah. it, i i really love in that flip as well even though it's got absolutely nothing to do with this album but like just like black women in power and black mm. women like in the forefront is like probably the main reason why i love this album as well mm. i really loved uh there was a particular line on the track with Beyonce where she says that she's not into getting high and she's not into all that uh, but she's uh, I, that was a really powerful thing for me because it was so present in the hip hop community to be into drugs, into alcohol, partying hard and this that, and the other. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not into that. Mm. You're like, she is going to stay home with her man or whatever. And like you can unpack that from the feminist perspective. But like the fact that she made a point of saying that that was something she wasn't into was really like stark for me having listened to loads of like hip hop before that and gone oh yeah it's all about getting stoned <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> also I can't imagine Beyonce smoking a joint I'm trying and I it's it's difficult you'd be in a crystal holder yeah like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't just be a roll cigarette it wouldn't just be a cigarette it would be something no. very special absolutely uh, yeah. yeah maybe she'd just walk into a vapoured room yeah yeah and walk out it's again. like a, a marijuana room that only celebrities know about like really high end <laughs> marijuana room marijuana. Yeah. please sir come through yeah. to the marijuana room <laughs> i wouldn't know of such things yeah. <laughs> um yeah so in the first five tracks by the end of track five she's either held her own or outwrapped method man ludicrous and jay-z that's <laughs> that's crazy that's uh, like and one of those tracks is work it which yeah, is yeah. Oh, obviously a big deal yes it's so. just yeah like just no fear at all just yeah and amazing. i love that she says it as well she's yeah. just like by the time i by the time i finish this line it'll be on the radio yeah yeah, Especially yeah. like every single song she makes a point to be like by the way i'm aware that i'm yeah. out rapping these yeah, yeah. <laughs> see i i remember like this is the first time i paid attention to the lyrics properly because when i used to sing along with it there was always those bits that i didn't know how to sing along with and i didn't realize that it was literally the entire lyric had been flipped around and she was pronouncing it backwards and i was like how have i missed this how is she <laughs> flip reversing it and i've not i've not gone uh, and understood what she's doing, so I'm very. I'm just declaring myself as an idiot since no, 2002. No, no, I, I agree. Like I knew that it was something that was flipped, but I didn't realize that it was the lyric before that was flipped. And it was a moment of like, oh, <laughs> when I finally realized. And then it, the R ah was fo like shortly followed with a 
like a smack on the forehead of like, mm, <laughs> like of course it would be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but what a great track though, Work It. That's like you can't you can't not. Yeah. I like I put little love hearts next to the songs that I like love and like want to talk about and then I'm realizing now that there's like love hearts next to all of them but next to Work It it's gigantic. <laughs> 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 because it's like it is it's just such an important track. Like, yeah. I think it's yeah, it's just a super important track. It's a, about women talking about sex, about women in power, women owning their bodies, owning the room, owning spaces, black women own, owning spaces. Like, it's, it has everything in But it. then still kind of couched in, like, a really 90s big beat sort of thing. It's just, yeah, like, you just know she's sitting there going... You wonder sometimes with, like, the big hits whether they know when it's happening that oh yeah this is the song this is really going to do something and you but you know with this one she knew like just she would have known hearing that beat and the production and everything that's like she would have known like yeah this is going to be like a world beater because there was, there was no way that was never going to be oh, absolutely. Huge. it's juicy hey yeah that like wow wow yeah <laughs> did a really good job there you did a good job <laughs> but it's so it's just juicy that's the way i find this song it just it's so juicy. Like so have you danced in a club to it? Oh, God. Haven't we all? Come on. Let's I don't be know, honest. Liam. Have we? I haven't because I'm not... I don't go to clubs that much. <laughs> Although I, the, the few times I did was probably around that... Time. Oh, a bit, it would have been a bit earlier, in like 97, because you're both making me feel quite old at the moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Sorry. Well, I remember going to punk rock clubs and rock clubs and stuff, and they would still drop some of the heavyweight songs from yeah. like the hip hop like region and this was one of them so we'd be going listening to some hardcore like Converge and stuff like that and then it would just be like from Converge Boom. to Missy Elliott <laughs> absolutely and oh. everyone was like yeah and bringing it like there's just there's yeah there's tracks on here that I want to go back out even though I feel quite old and tired I want to go back out and go I want to listen to this with so much bass that my eardrums don't work oh. for days yeah. you've got to that's, yeah. that's the only way to listen to the song I think slide on oh, here. I have that. Yes. Oh my god. That it's like um oh god, I was thinking of a word for it today, but it's like that bass. Is it a bass? Is yeah, that the bass? Really the bass and the synth, synth like dirty synth, synth sort of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, synth is so dirty. It reminds me of like a dirty grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Um, I wrote down that I want to hear this in a dirty, full, sweaty club with too much bass and dance hard. Yes. Yeah. No, do you know where you want to hear this song? You want to hear this song in the R&B room of the beat at 2 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Nice. That sounds That's good. where you want to yeah. hear that sweaty, song. Sweaty, gross, full of tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, just like everything's <laughs> wet. And <laughs> <laughs> In the way Missy it. would want it to be. That's oh, right. look. Yeah. It would be a film. The film clip would just be like wet people <laughs> grinding yeah. on one another for sure. I really, I, I actually, I was listening to it today and I was thinking, what is this song about? I think it's about cars. 
but I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything for slide about what it was actually about or yeah, that closely. But it was but. it's positioned really perfectly. One of the things I love about this album is it's two halves. So you've got the big singles on the front half. And then it goes a little bit quieter for Pussycat and Nothing Out There for me. Mm-hmm. And then Slide is the start of the back half, just which is just nonstop in. bangers for like four songs. Just unbelievable. And Slide is just that perfect kicker into it. Oh. Like it's just, yeah, it just wow. gives you chills every time. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> oh, but, okay, the one lyric that we need to acknowledge in this song is... And I don't mean to sound too petty, but they used to call me petty till I got with Puff Daddy. Oh, <laughs> so great! <laughs> that lyric is like, I, I remember like, yeah. I, I often listen to this album when I'm running because yeah. it just like keeps me running. <laughs> I don't want to stop, and when I hear that lyric, I'm just like, yes, yeah. mm, yes. <laughs> well, that's what I really loved about Gossip Folk. So, uh, oh. when she's just talking about all of the grief that she's received from people supposedly her friends and then people in the industry and stuff like that and her, the body shaming that she's received and she's just like, okay, I'm just acknowledging it and putting it out there. I've heard you and now I'm turning you into a song on my amazing album <laughs> that's going to go platinum, people. That, that you're all, And even those, the characters in the song, it's like, okay, now we've all got to go out and buy this album because she's talking about it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she knew what she was doing. Like, she knew their reaction was exactly going to be. Absolutely. Oh, and then they're going to be the hangers-on yeah. later later in the album. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good. Gossip, yeah. It actually, like, I Googled some of maybe, like, some articles that were released during the time, like just before this album was released, just just sort of see what was kind of circulating around the time with mm-hmm. like what, like I guess in, in like what the song is in response to. And man, there's some like horrible shit out there about her, like about her sexuality and like, oh, is she a lesbian? She wears like baggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Um, she, she talks about writing and what have oh. you. And who cares what her sexuality exactly. is? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like, making a... Obviously, making a an enemy out of Missy Elliott is, well... Good fodder for her. It's yeah. risky. Yeah, you are going to end up on an album. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. Um, so, have you guys seen Missy Elliott's MTV Cribs? No. Oh, I've, I saw it a very long time ago. So... I, it's a vague memory. Okay, so... Uh, MTV Cribs, right? There's loads of people who are just like, look at my wealth, look at this, blah, blah, blah. And there's a bit of that, and that's fine. And she's like, in this wing of the house, this is the wing I built for my mum. And so she's got this this half of her house, and her mum's just like, hey. And uh, <laughs> she's just got, she's there on MTV Cribs going, yep, I didn't want my mum to be alone, didn't want her to be lonely. I've got all this money. I've built this house. Isn't it amazing? Look, this, this, this part's for my mum. And I was like, I watched that probably in like 2001 or something. And I was like, she's so good. Um, and yeah, she just had this really wholesome relationship. Um, obviously, her mom knows what she does and sings about and everything else. But she's got this really wholesome relationship. And she knows she's always like, I know where I come from. I'm, I'm from Virginia. My mom took me away from abuse. And she like hid me on a bus to take me away and to make sure I finished school and stuff. You know, like she had this like really traumatic childhood of abuse and domestic violence and her mum saved her from it uh, and so she's like hey I'm an adult now I'm earning the big money like I'm so grateful to this woman here have a mansion so beautiful so I, you have to re- watch it I'm or re-watch watch it, it. Oh, yeah. that's so nice 
Yeah, build a wing for your mum, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever kind of house you can afford, add a part of it on for your mum. Well, people do granny flats, don't they? Yeah. But she had just like a mansion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there was like lots of gold shiny stuff and there was lots of... Uh, um, Animal print and everything as well, yeah. obviously. obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, rappers have to do that, don't they? So. You've got to. You've got to. <laughs> um, the tributes the tributes to lost hip-hop artists mm. oh, throughout the record. Yeah. So that was, as you say, a really poignant thing that she brought up at the very beginning when she's talking about Aaliyah and then she goes on and she mentions her in the middle and then it's... Left and then, eye. yeah, and left eye as well. And then she it, she even brings in like controversially both Tupac and Biggie mm. and as like referencing of like losing the greats and stuff like that, which is really like, poignant and like a big deal at the time to have all these artists all recognized. Yeah. And then, so the last like song, Can mm-hmm. You Hear Me? made me do like a, a little cry oh mm. 100% every time it, the, I think the the um the lyric that may that actually makes me weep is when um she says yeah <laughs> Because, yeah. like, I'm running still at this point and yeah, I'm just yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, I thought if you were going to close a record, yeah, that was a really epic way of doing it. Mm. Not like I'm just going to put a banger down. I'm not going to, like, wheedle out of it by, like, doing some real softly, softly thing. It was like, this is a really important message. This is who I'm about. I lost someone so important. TLC are here. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're just here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's deal with it um, and, and then just give you chills yeah it is tonally so different from the rest of the album so you could really only put it at the start or the end and you, mm. you wouldn't want to open with it but considering <laughs> what comes with the rest but like just yeah, that into that, slide I think yeah, would yeah, be that a really nice party. yeah so you're just parting a bit and crying, <laughs> and crying, and crying. <laughs> but yeah like the last track is like that perfect spot for it and just yeah it goes out and then she does her, her spoken word outro as well so mm. That's just like, if you don't like this, screw you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, really... miss you, Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, true. There's just so many bangers on this album. Like, I like I was I was trying to think of a way to, like, mention every single one of them. I think we've, we've pretty much got all the ones that I've, like, put little love hearts around. And I know that there's, like, a lot of sort of, I guess, like, the track that's probably the, the least liked on the album is back in the day is it back in the day God. that's the jay-z one the jay-z the sort of one yeah. Islandy, yeah i actually like I, that one because she's it's showing her versatility yeah, I, yeah really like sure. one. I love the beat i yeah. love yeah. the beat the musically i think it's great like and also yeah you know what back in the day things mm. weren't good yeah <laughs> so good good on you yeah. <laughs> good one i do think the production across the whole album is just amazing oh, like totally. just the so even just from the first song where it's go to the floor. So she has her intro and then so some dance hall sort of vocal samples and then just straight into this deepest synth you can do, but then layered with bongo, with like what sounds like live bongo drums as well. Like it's mm. just so, and it's just that just barreling along and yeah, it gives you that real snapshot of everything that's going to come through the rest of the album. Like it's her, it's all about her, but it's also kind of retro throwback sort of stuff, very sample heavy and yeah, I loved it. Um, it does have the lyric as well. I'm underrated. Glad I made it. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've opened your record with that. 
that's cool. Yeah. Um, you talked about samples. So I know of at least uh, Beastie Boys, Run DMC, MC Light. Um, I couldn't even, I couldn't get further than yeah, that. There I were started, so many samples. Yeah, yeah, I started writing them down too. I love the MC Light sample. Yeah. It is so good. Because that's which, the one. Which that one's is, that? Uh, that's where Miss Jade sings over it. Uh, oh, the over funky, funky Fresh, fresh Dress. Funky oh, Fresh Dress. I love that song so much. Yeah. And so, it just sticks in your head like that line. Funky Fresh Dress to impress, ready to party. Funky Fresh Dress to impress. Turn the volume up. Funky Fresh Dress. And I think it's so great, like her. Sorry, I just interrupted. No, no, do it. <laughs> what we do. Um, the like even yeah, like even having that sa- that one sample from from that song "Self Destruction" from um, by Stop the Violence Movement. Like that is such a small part of that song. Like it's one line. She has a whole verse in that song that has like I think like five verses or something. Mm. And then the fact that they're just like taking. I think there's two female rappers that actually sing on that um, song, but just taking something that's so small and just like putting it in the limelight because MC Light was like, she was a, a black rapper in the 80s, like the, a black female rapper in the 80s. Mm. I, like, and she was a really important, well, I'm guessing for Missy Elliott as well, she would have been like a really important rapper for her. So just bringing her into the limelight like that, in, like I, I, I just thought it was really, really cool. I agree. I just thought, <laughs> I, absolutely. Um, I love listening to samples within other songs because you just get that little, oh yeah. And yeah. It's, even when they're just tiny, and because you bring up entire new memories about listening to that other song for the first time and stuff. And that's what I really love about the whole um, genre within like the hip hop R and B kind of realm is there is so much like borrowing from almost like storytelling passing through the ages where you go back and you reference your um, influences and you pay homage to them in your new record and then in 10, 20 years time another artist is going to pick up your record and you play homage to you and it's just ah I think that's really important mm. it's like and there's a been treasure hunt there it is a treasure <laughs> hunt and there's so many incredible documentaries online that are free to watch like on Netflix and stuff about the hip hop movement um, and how like mixing it with like the socio-political stuff at the time at various times and from you know Grandmaster Flash and before uh, so like this was pinnacle to have someone who is a non-typically beautiful woman rapper owning her wealth and owning a record it's mm. just totally like blew me away yeah so good. independently releasing something as well like she released this on her own like yeah record label like it's because she can yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, to add to what you were saying about, like, there being so much material out there, there's a really fantastic – it's going to sound like I'm very much tooting my own horn right now, but there's a fantastic comic book series called The Hip Hop Family Tree, which if you're a fan of hip hop or just a fan of music in general, it is the most amazing series. And it starts in the 70s and the author, Ed Pisker, is just making them. So it's up to, like, 1980 – seven now and he's just going to keep making them i assume i'm really hanging out for the 90s (laughs) (laughs) but uh, like yeah it's 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 very cool i've only very recently discovered it well because i own the shop and yeah yeah, it's (laughs) on my order list yeah uh but it yeah if you're a fan of hip-hop it is very much something that you should check out that's amazing so i think this is an important record like i think missy elliott's an important artist yeah totally and uh 
the idea as well um we sort of talked about all the things that she was told she couldn't do the idea of a heavy woman singing about sex and being proud of sex as well like that just the number of reasons that people must have had to tell her no you can't sing about that you're a woman of color and you're heavy mm-hmm. and it's like no 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 don't give a shit about any of that here it is and i talk about sex the same way dudes talk about sex and anyone who gets in the way can just piss off yeah I like that. I like the fact that she owns sexuality and is so very, very language heavy with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, cause she like would send like pussycat and stuff around to all the record stations. Just like, hey, mm. <laughs> guess what? But now like she's paved way for like, you know, artists like Nicki Minaj and yeah. mm-hmm. like all of the, the current like female rappers, like they wouldn't exist without Missy yeah. Elliott, I dare say. No. They wouldn't. They I wouldn't. don't think they would have. Stand by it, Bladder. Stand by it. Yeah. Standing by it. <laughs> That's awesome. Because the singles off the album were um, Gossip Folks and Work It. But there was, it, I wasn't clear if there was a third or a fourth single, but the plan was to put Pussycat out, but do a remix of it. And apparently the remix that she put together, she's even more filthy than she is on the <laughs> actual <laughs> version. And the record label just went, nah. That's that's a bit much for us, <laughs> and I, th- I think I saw like even Janet Jackson was going to do a guest vocal on it or something. Like they they had these big oh. plans, and then yeah, the record label just went, no, I don't think so. Oh, and give it, it to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it all where, to it, me. Where is it? It's got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure they. Did. I'm sure they did a record. I'm sure it's released somewhere yeah, hidden on a hidden. cassette. Yeah, uh, it's on a floppy disk somewhere, yeah. <laughs> shared around. Because then I love the bit in um in Bring the Pain as well where Math- Method Man is just so very clearly in love with her. This is, this is sort of a bit of a running theme with some of the um, stuff that also happens in the... We didn't. We sort of cut this track off, but there's a remix of Work It on the end oh, yeah. with 50 Cent as well. And I don't the, want to talk about that. Yeah, no. But the theme of that, along with sort of Bring the Pain, is here's this dude rapper who's basically just besotted with Missy. And one of his lines in Bring the Pain is... He's like, oh my god, I love you so much. I just want to have kids with you. And she's like, no, no, fuck that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are you? What the hell's going on here? And so yeah. And also, that's when we find out that Method Man won't do period sex. Yes. Oh, very yeah. true. Yeah. On your month. On your month. On your monthly. On your month. If we yeah, we could bump uglies. As long as you're not on your monthlies. Monthlies. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Do you have any idea how sensitive we can be down there at yeah. that time? <laughs> Just saying for listeners out there. But yeah, like um, it's true. Like the yeah. the male artists are still, even in all of their glory, are still not shining brighter than yeah. Missy. No, they're all anything. accompany that they, they all accompany her. Mm. Like yeah. that's that's what I find so fantastic. Yep. She's like allowing them some space. Yeah. I will give you some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not much. And yeah. it's a mixture of male and female too. So it's not like she's just picked a bunch of dudes yeah. just to try and get like, mm. you know, more airplay or anything. It was like, these are my mates, bringing them in. I've got I've got a piece for you, which you will be really good at. Because I feel like all of the extra part, like all of the accompaniments have been, sound have sounded really relevant to the track. They haven't just found it f- sounded forced. So like sometimes there's like, oh, we're going to bring in someone to do like rapping on this and you're like why yeah. why why are you bringing in Eminem yeah, yeah. you don't need to <laughs> that's just like a question in life so yeah um, but on this it's like yep every single one is relevant it's yeah. and it's not overdone like there's still Missy time so mm. yeah oh. cool did you have any other songs that you wanted to talk about or any other items you wanted to bring up 
oh, look, we could do this all day, yeah. couldn't we? <laughs> we really could. I think we've touched on pretty much everything that I – I mean, kind of going off what we were talking about with um, men being besotted with her, I did really like that that kind of shines through in Play the Beat mm-hmm. as well. Um, which is kind of, it kind of sounds like she's like, oh, I like you, but also like my friends can't believe that like you got me yeah. and also <laughs> I semi can't believe it either, but I'm just going to go with it, yeah. <laughs> which I'm into because like, I mean, it's very relatable as well. You're just like, I'm in this. So that's, that's fine. Like, I think they say, um, they, uh, my friends say they can't believe you got me giving up the cat so easy, <laughs> which I really like. That's true. She yeah. could be going around town, and she should. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. The messages on the album sometimes are like, if a guy's not worth her time, she'll just kick him aside. No, no time for you. You're done. But if she really likes the guy, she'll go all in. She'll do whatever. And you know, sometimes she knows to her own detriment as well. She'll you know sacrifice herself and do that sort of stuff. So I like that that idea of no, no. It's not that you know I hate men or I'm just using them for sex. It's like no, no. I'm waiting to find the right one and the, or the ones that are worth it. And then when they're worth it. I'll put in, you know, it'll be that effort, that extra line. And exactly. Like, I, I often find, like, this is getting a bit, you know, intersectional feminism, but, like, I think it's really important as well that although you're a strong female artist that talks about sex, I like having that distinction as well that you're also a person that is in relationships. Mm-hmm. I find that it can be quite difficult to navigate that sometimes. Like, you know, it, it can... It, you, you can be both and I find that like I now it's becoming more prevalent but it used to be like if you're a strong not necessarily hip-hop like you know in the hardcore punk scene like you are almost only ever seen in that light and you can't really be like a girlfriend or yeah. a wife mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I really do like the light and shade of this album how it's like I'm a fucking boss ass bitch but also like I can be in a relationship and also like my friend doesn't want to go out tonight but i'm going to go anyway yeah <laughs> it's like vulnerable and empowered like yeah absolutely like really because nice that's what women are <laughs> like, yeah there's light and shade with women yeah. people oh my goodness even with famous ones yeah. <laughs> cool okay um so we'll go around the room but uh Vlada, obviously you do think the album's flawless but any final thoughts that you wanted to put out there i think that this album is more and more flawless the more i listen to it nice personally cool how about you guys george so i when i got the message saying this was the album that we're going to listen to i was like oh i haven't listened to this in a long time i wonder how it's aged and then i put it on and went oh i love this so (laughs) much i was like oh and i forgot about that bit and i forgot about that and that was on this album so so uh, yeah so it's been such a beautiful experience for me um and uh, yeah, it's for me listening to it from start to finish with all of the the interludes with her powerful messages that aren't overly done, um, and with all of the bangers and the tunes and the like different influences and everything else. I thought it was a flawless record. Cool. Um, so yeah, I hadn't heard the album. I'd only heard the singles before, and that's happened a bit of, a few times here in the podcast. So we sort of. I listened to an album for the first time, and that's I don't. Fun though, isn't it? It is very much. It is very fun. And that's what we're here for. I don't. I don't just want to be the guy. If I wanted to do this on my own and only talk about albums that I knew, I could just do it on my own and, <laughs> and be, a guy, in a, be, be a guy in a room. <laughs> um, I've never decided an album was flawless so quickly before. 
this was this was like I got to the end, and so you know you get to the end of, and it's like okay, I, I kind of saw that, and maybe I'll give it another two or three lessons to really figure out what it is before I decide. I'm pretty sure I got to the end. And I just went, well, that's flawless. Like, what, <laughs> what possible reason could you have for not thinking? Like what, like what would you take out if you? What would you not like about this album? I don't understand yeah. how you wouldn't just listen. To, like yeah, I literally just went, well, that's like that's an easy decision to make. Great, tick that one. Figure out why, and yeah. So yeah, I have like great there is messages. There's no skippable songs. There's no there? skippable songs. Exactly. Like I yeah. said before, it, it's got the big burgeoning at the start, and then sort of a couple of quieter tracks, and then a big explosion in the back half, and then the the really soulful one at the end. And it's just like it's just laid out perfectly. It's perfect length. She holds her own against rappers who could easily have outshone her, you know, if she sort of let them, but just doesn't let them. It's just yeah, cover to cover, and you just roll back around to the start and just go straight back into it again yeah I like I think um, I, I was thinking when I was listening to it often people say like what, what's an album I don't know if people say this maybe I just made this up but like if you only had to listen to one album for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and I think that this is a perfect example of an album that you would want to listen to every day because it does have so so many different parts to it so if you're yeah. like oh, I'm feeling a bit mellow today maybe I'll listen to Maybe I'll listen to a soulful track, but then I feel like partying on this deserted island where apparently I only yeah. have one album. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why like yeah, no skippable songs. I com- completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah, cool. All right, well, thank you, Vlada, for coming in and bringing in your flawless album. Uh, check out uh, her solo project, Vladic, and Major Leagues, and also the com- Junkie Comics in West End. We want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Flawless is recorded at the Edge Studios at the State Library of Queensland, which is a fantastic free space, so check them out. Support them if you can. If you'd like to help us get the word out about Flawless, you can give us a rating and feedback on most major podcast services, and that helps other music lovers to find us. Uh, We also have a Facebook page where you can be part of the conversation. It's facebook.com slash flawlessamp, and you can give us a rating, a like, or a share there too. Every little bit helps. Uh, We also have Twitter, which is flawlessamp as well, and Instagram, also flawlessamp. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.